You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess. How you doing? I'm awesome. And even better today, although she's not in studio, we have celebrity matchmaker, Carmelia Ray. Carmelia is a matchmaker. And matchmaker to me, the language almost sounds like a, an anachronism in the digital age. But I know that I've sent clients to you and they've been really thrilled with the results. So Please tell us, what do you do with your clients? What is your process? Because I don't think many of us really know what a matchmaker does. <laughs> well, uh, if you break down the word, I make matches. So <laughs> I, in layman's terms, um, I would make, I would facilitate introductions between to single people. And I mainly work with single professionals, those that are at a point in their life where they know they want to take it to the next step. They're single, they're ready, uh, and they'd like to find a life partner. And how I do that is through an interview process, getting clear on what they're looking for, and then obviously doing what I need to do to introduce them to someone who may already be in my database, or like any other matchmaker, uh, through my means of creativity and networking, I will uh, find that person for them. So they're not having to rely on swiping for a match. They're literally depending on me as a matchmaker to make that introduction. It's so interesting because people complain about how awful it is to date online and how tiring it is and what a waste of time it has been and how disappointed it has been. And I would think that working with a matchmaker is the antithesis of dating online. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I would say that in, to some degree, however, there is some, uh, not I want to say compatibility, but in terms of the introduction process, we certainly help to fine tune that and do the work up front to find a match. But yet when people meet in reality, sometimes even all the things on their list, they don't line up when they meet in person. So you can have everybody on that list, but for some reason, they're that piece of the puzzle just isn't fitting properly. So I don't want to give uh, your listeners the false impression that hiring a matchmaker is the answer and you will absolutely find someone because we are obviously still dealing with with human beings and there can be <laughs> frustration along the way, right? If somebody, when somebody doesn't meet someone and their expectations are high and they're not met, that in itself can be very disheartening. So there are, you know, bumps in the road, even working with a matchmaker, it's, it's how you, your attitude towards it, um, as well as your expectations and including my delivery of the service. All of those things play a role in, in the experience someone's going to have. I was actually going to ask about those grandiose expectations. Is that something that you see often, like more so from oh, never. men or <laughs> women? And, but, but when they come and they say, this is my list and yeah. I want all of these things and I want these are do you how do you manage that because it's got to be difficult to set somebody's expectations where you'll say that's just not attainable and and then still of course maintain the business relationship uh, I am so glad that you asked. I'm so happy that you asked. Thanks, Brandon. And really, uh, part of a matchmaker, I'm both a matchmaker and a dating coach. So some people, some matchmakers are only matchmakers. I happen to do both. So the thing is, when someone comes to me with this enormous list, and I don't come from a place of judgment, I just look at it from what is the feasibility 
And how likely am I going to meet their expectations based on who they are and what they're looking for? So certainly if I feel there's a difficulty or there's something to look at, for example, most women want uh, a tall man, or I won't say most people, but let's say someone who's five foot one says, I have a strict criteria. I only want to date a man six feet plus. So we would talk about that and talk about what what opportunities she's losing out on because she's got the strict criteria over height, as an example. Is that common? Are people specifying height or hair color? Oh, 100%. I feel as if when people come to me sometimes, they think I have this magic machine and I mold people to what they want. And there's this, you know, de- designed fit that only works for them. So, of course, my job as a matchmaker is to, um, you know, reveal and showcase where their preferences are getting in the way of happiness. And, of course, where some of their preferences and their desires or must-haves don't really matter at the end of the day for long-term relationships. Yeah, you know, you're a neutral party, and I think you'd be much better at breaking down and, you know, lifting a mirror up to our faces and saying, hey, look in the mirror. Are you being realistic? I don't mean that. Uh, nothing to do with the visual. <laughs> yeah. No, Brandon's loving. <laughs> Say, hey, come on. No, come that's, on. that's not at all come what on. I meant. No, I'm just I meant I meant a, a metaphorical mirror and say, really, Absolutely. you're complaining about the dating scene, but you're holding yourself back. Do you really want to do this? And I think that a neutral party, a professional, might be more effective at getting through to me than a close friend or a family member. And I got to tell you, maybe because I'm not a visual person, I cannot mm-hmm. even fathom only being attracted to a person of a certain height. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm more fluid in my attraction as well, you know, whether it's men or women or other genders. But I can't sure. imagine saying, oh, I need them to be this tall or this hair color or this long. It, it's incredible what what uh, blockages people have or ideals or uh, uh, traits that they emphasize. For example, I, I work with clients that say they only want to meet a person based on occupational type. I have people that say they only want to meet based on cultural type. Uh, I mean, there are so many different things. And and some people narrow it down to zodiac sign or eye color. Like they truly believe that their happiness is dependent on these factors. Now, of course, you attach science and research and, and, you know, intelligence to matchmake. Like I, I do. I know that you do when you coach your clients. You're not giving advice from a place of just, um, you know, false hopes. We're, we're actually using data, a proven, um, you know, uh, stats that say what matters in long-term relationship are these five things or these right. core preferences. So we look at those and, and use that as the foundations for creating matches. And I also share that with clients so that they understand that maybe what they were looking for isn't really what they need. Now, okay, everything has changed so much over the last few Mm -hmm. weeks. We are in either quarantine or self-isolation or what's the other term? Social distancing. Uh, Oh, sheltering in place. Sheltering in place, yes. So how have you had to change your approach now that people are only dating online? Well, I mean, this is... Interesting because thankfully I am a matchmaker that has also in, that also incorporates a digital strategy to my clients. So I had already been helping clients support their search by the use of and combination of online matchmaking and offline matchmaking. And when I talk about online matchmaking, I'm really referring to anything that is digital. So whether that is now converting physical dates, literally it's turning into Zoom meetings, it's turning into a Google Hangout. Uh, this fun social app called House Party, whatever I can get my hands on to connect people 
virtually is literally how I'm shifting my business. That also is that takes the same place for now recruiting clients. I can no longer meet with clients in person. Mm. In fact, I remember canceling a couple of appointments that required me to physically meet up and yet they were not comfortable at that time to do a Zoom call. And you know, it's interesting because there are a lot of people that are still adjusting to this technology of being in front of video. There's a lot of insecurity around being in front of a camera or or maybe the concern of having it recorded. These are concerns that people have. They don't want their, their themselves recorded. We have screen recording. So these are additional, I guess, uh, you know, concerns that you've not had when you're out in public. Like you don't think you're on a real date. Is there a camera in my face? Now there is a camera in your face. So these are the things that we have to consider. And then you're inside your home. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't want to see what their background looks like. Thankfully, with Zoom, you can create a virtual background so you can't really see the background. And then for singles with parent with kids or elderly folks or, or living with roommate situations, there's the concern of privacy. So I am working with singles to, to um, figure out real solutions for their specific issue um, and, and try to work around what can be a successful, um, you know, setup for home? When's a good time to date? How do you enter the conversation when you're not comfortable? Because you can also do video, uh, audio calls if you're not comfortable with video and you may have rules and, and agreements before you get on video so that you establish uh, a sense of comfort. Right. That that makes sense. And you are doing, I was reading that you're doing online speed dating. Now, listen, if yes. there's something I can do online without leaving my house, this is my dream. I'm all, I mean, I'm not dating, but if I can, you know, we bank online, we pay our bills online, we do everything online. You know, I'm, my goal when I'm in Toronto is to not yes. leave my house. I just want to be in right. my house. Well, mostly because I've been away so much. Now I guess I'm sure. going to I'm going to get pretty your used wish, to this house. Your wish is certainly <laughs> being granted. <laughs> this right is now. all my fault. This is all my fault. So, yeah, yeah. how do you do online <laughs> speed dating? Well, I partnered with an app uh, called FirstDate.co, and actually, if you go to my Facebook, uh, Carmeli, uh, or or Instagram or anywhere that you can uh, find me. I am now planning uh, virtual speed dating events. I've already hosted two events. We have an upcoming a fitness uh, event or, or sorry, speed dating event for fitness professionals because there are a lot of, of fitness gyms that are closed. And so they're not even, you know, I'm seeing all kinds of virtual workouts. So we are planning virtual speed dates where a, a single can date from their home comfortably and every three minutes they rotate with a new single so it's now virtual speed dating and it's really gamified i've had the experience and feedback from a lot of the singles that it was super fun they felt really safe and it was exciting you know after three minutes boom you rotate and some of them had said oh my god it flies by so so quickly so that's one thing and then I'm also hosting uh, a lot of uh, quarantine mixer parties. Uh, I have a love couch uh, seminar, a love couch singles quarantine party every Tuesday. So tonight I am having one from 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern and a 4 to 5 uh, PST, so California time. Uh, and what we do is we get together as a group and we talk about what's going on in our lives. And obviously I try to share and answer questions about dating during this time. Uh, and more importantly, connect others so we can all share in, you know, inspiring stories and get our minds off of the negativity that's going on. 
I really like the idea of the online speed dating. It actually sounds mm-hmm. to me, and maybe not everybody agrees, but it sounds a lot less intimidating than sitting and having a single date for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes with somebody new, because I know that it's only three minutes. So if I know it's not a fit, or if I'm not in the mood, or if it just feels like we're bumbling through it, I know that you're going to move me on to someone else. So well, you know what? What's really great is that this this platform does not have to be uh, for just singles. So if you and Brandon like literally want to host a couple's speed dating or or networking, it's literally a tool to connect, pe- to connect people from all over the world with a shared interest or common interest to get together and have fun. In our last speed dating event, we had people from California, from different parts of the world, all sharing their stories in different time zones. So it was super fun something that we can probably host for you if you want to do that for couples. That's so cool. Date.co. Yes. Firstdate.co. Oh, firstdate.co. Yes. Firstdate.co. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. cool. Do you provide in the speed dating, do you provide a framework of questions for people to ask? And more importantly, what if people have a make a connection? Can they branch off? Like, how does? Oh, that absolutely! Work? Right at the end of the event, or right at the as soon as you finish the date, the virtual date, it will say, "Do you want to date this person? Yes or no." So if you say yes, at like literally at the end of the event, it will show you who you matched with. So in our last event, we still we have couples now that are still dating from that virtual speed dating that matched like two weeks ago. And now they're having Zoom dates. So absolutely, it's you have the opportunity to connect instantly post the interview or the, the when the event is over and it can show you how many people were interested in you and it's the mutual fit. And even if it wasn't, you would have had a great experience, three minutes with a new person and I've had nothing but positive feedback. I think that's so cool. Three minutes is so little pressure and mm-hmm. <laughs> don't laugh, Brandon. Three minutes is great. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes well, I'm planning one. Perfect. I'm planning a 420 dating one and and I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to bypass your question, Brandon, but when we uh, have people uh, prepare for it. We do send out an email and because Leanne and I, who is my uh, love coach and assistant matchmaker, we do send our uh, daters a list of questions, some prep, some ideas, how to prepare. So we don't just have them sign up and go, good luck. Right. We really do support them beforehand and afterwards. Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. Before mm-hmm. we let you go, I love this. So everyone's going to check out Camelia Ray, both a dating coach and a celebrity matchmaker. I know you have your own television show, Mom versus Matchmaker, yes. and you have these these <laughs> online programs on firstdate.co. They sound so cool. So Brandon and I need to look into that. But what advice or insight would you leave people with? What are we doing wrong that's holding us back from finding a long-term partner? What, what, if, is there's, is there one thing we can do differently? One attitude we can adjust, one false belief we should let go of? Oh my goodness. We have, you want me to answer that in 30 seconds? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, You know, if I could give one mad, wave my magic wand, I would really say for people to not be so attached to a certain outcome or have it like have them be feel that the person they're dating needs to look a certain way, be a certain way, um, have certain traits when, when people, uh, people are largely carrying their past with them. So when you can approach a, a dating situation brand new each and every time with that positive attitude and honor that this is a human being in front of you, 
people can, especially right now, emotions are high. People are upset. You say one wrong thing and, and it's over. Like you're making <laughs> up for, it's like you were the bad boyfriend from, from my bad marriage, my bad boyfriend, everything is coming up right now for people. So if you can enter any situation with that clean slate, I think that I think would be the biggest thing because the minute that we start to incorporate, uh, you know, our ideals and our triggers and our expectations, that ruins an, a completely, um, you know, good situation and it breaks any possibility because you're stuck in what in how you want things to look like. So just be a little loose about it, you know, have fun. And always look how you can benefit the other person. When you take the emphasis off yourself and your needs being met and be in front of one saying, how can I serve this person? What can I do or say that will put a smile on their day? That's a game that you want to play each and every time. Oh, I love that. What, yeah. what a great focus, whether you're dating or in a long-term relationship. Carmelia Ray, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Folks, make sure you check out Carmelia's work as well as these up to upcoming online events because they do sound like fun. Thank you. I'll see you on an event, I hope. Yes. <laughs> I really appreciate that approach of looking outwardly and thinking about how, you know, how you're supporting this person as opposed to what you can get out of a date. I think you look so much more attractive to somebody else when you're doing something for them. The focus is on, you know, if Jess, if you do something for me, I look at you more favorably. Right, of course. Of <laughs> and then course. I also want to reciprocate that and do the same for you. That's what I find. Great point. So you're helping to bring out the best in them as well. You're giving them the opportunity to be their best selves because, as you said, they're, they're going to want to reciprocate. So this is really cool. As I said, I've never used a matchmaker, so I think this is a, a really interesting area to explore. And I just wanted to share five quick tips for online dating, digital dating during this isolation period. So first and foremost, I just want to offer a reminder that if it's your first date, choose an interaction or approach that feels the least intimidating. You don't want to necessarily have to commit to an hour or two or making a meal together on video chat if you've never met before. So instead, think about, think about for example, a phone call or joining an online event together. So I really like this. So local bars are now hosting trivia nights online. Brands are hosting educational webinars on everything from food to wine to fitness to Dungeons and Dragons, whatever your interest is. Can you join an online event together? And then you'll have something to talk about later. So by joining a group event, you'll get a chance to chime in sometimes and show your personality without feeling the pressure of their eyes being solely on you. It's sort of a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder versus a face-to-face -face interaction. So please, if you are feeling intimidating, intimidated, pick an interaction that feels low pressure to you. And if you go on a date and that date feels awkward... Don't write it off because awkwardness is a part of the chemistry that you experience in the beginning. And it actually, it, you know, of course, that awkwardness can become amplified by technology because of the delays and choppy connections. But when you feel nervous or unsure, it actually heightens your attention and it can heighten attraction. It's part of what makes new love and new relationships so exciting and passionate. And you don't actually want to eradicate nerves. It's good to have a bit of awkwardness. But if you do want to reduce the tension, I was thinking uh, about some stuff that I've done backstage before I get on a stage if I'm feeling nervous, just doing 10 jumping jacks or seven deep breaths or watching a funny clip, like a funny short YouTube clip just to ease my nerves. And then I was also thinking 
that one of the challenges in dating is that we are analyzing dates instead of experiencing them. So rather than thinking about, is this person a fit? Do I like the way they look? Is there chemistry? Instead, just pay attention to what you're feeling in your body. Tune into the sound of their voice. Don't think about what's working or not working. Don't assess compatibility. Just enjoy the company and the conversation and be more present. And of course, you can, you know, crack jokes to to loosen things up. And I was also thinking about folks who are already dating. So if you're already dating and you're separated, you might not feel as intimidated to have different types of dates. So be really creative with those dates. Mix them up so that you have solo, not solo, duo (laughs) partner (laughs) dates, but also group dates because you are going to learn so much more about your partner and see them from totally different perspectives if you watch the way and really enjoy the way they're interacting with your friends. And we know that the way your friends, family, and loved ones feel about your partner affects the outcome of your relationship for better or for worse. So you want to create opportunities to cultivate connection and allow your friends and family and loved ones to get to know your partner. Those all sound great to me. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you're digging the awkward jam. Did I make you feel awkward when we first got together? Was it the unitard I was wearing? It's super we awkward first? when we met. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because we knew each other a little bit. So I, I think it's probably more challenging for people who are just meeting online, just swiping right on one another. And then having get, to get together, you and I had worked together for, for months when we finally hooked up. Yeah. And I also like the idea of tuning into other elements. Like, I was thinking about just listening to somebody speak. If I just listen to your voice, can I actually think about who you are without focusing in on how you look? Because we are, I do find that, you know, we care very much about how people look, but listening to somebody speak and just focusing in on that would be a really interesting way to get to know somebody before you ever saw them. Because Mm -hmm. it would force you to focus on, you know, the important things about them, values, you know, beliefs, um, you know, whether they're funny or not. I mean, listen, you fell in love with me because I'm hilarious. Because you repeated my jokes louder. Yep, that's my jam. (laughs) Awkward and loud jokes. But those things I thought were really interesting takeaways that you just said. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I also want to just emphasize that you don't have to feel pressure to escalate to any type of phone or video sex. So if you do want to be sexual online, you don't have to go all the way per se, meaning you don't have to like mutually masturbate on video with